At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSAN and VSAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, as we get ready to spend the next three hours scouring. The Week 17 card in the National Football League. James, good to be with you once again. Happy New Year. Happy January 2022. And uh, if you don't mind, humor me here for a second, James. I got to tell a story about my friend, the NFL legend, John Madden, who passed earlier this week at the age of 85. I'm sure you'll enjoy this. I worked with John for three years when I was fresh out of college in the Bay Area. I was a sports reporter for KSFO in San Francisco, and John would do two five-minute spots with our morning DJ, another Bay Area legend named Gene Nelson. He would do two five-minute spots Monday through Friday every day of the week, and it was the most sought-after spot, the most expensive spot advertising-wise in the whole network. It was really just an institution, that little spot that they did together in the Bay Area for 12 years, and John and Gene, every morning during the week, their conversations were priceless, and I tell you, typically they were the funniest when they weren't talking about sports, but they were talking about food, all right? So John would talk about all the places he would stop along the way in the Madden Cruiser and that type of stuff, and their love, uh, both he and Gene, for good, authentic Mexican food, and it was hard to find sometimes good, authentic Mexican food. So John steps in, and he says, well, there is a way, Gene, to find a good Mexican place. And, you know, you, you don't want a fancy margarita with all the umbrellas and the fancy stuff. You, you know it's a good Mexican place if they have a bad margarita. All right. And then, and then he, he goes on, and, and you know John, right? No frills, hard-nosed blue collar. Of course, that's the way he wants his margarita. And then he goes on. He's, you know, Gene, it's also, you know it's a good Mexican place if there's a sign on the door that says Abierto. <laughs> <laughs> classic stuff, man. I'll, I'll have a few uh, stories for you throughout the broadcast today. But, uh, you know, he was just a prince. My first job out of college, I was lucky enough to spend a few years with him and exchange some Christmas cards for, uh, for a few years. And uh, just a shame that we lost such a great guy there. Uh, but uh, thrilled to be a, a part of him uh, early in my career. So uh, we will uh, touch on a couple more throughout the program today. But let's get into the card 
for NFL Week 17. All the breakdowns, and we begin an official Nevada rotation order. Game number 101-102 in the Las Vegas Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts. Playoff spots on the line here for both teams, James. The Colts are currently the five seed. The Raiders are currently in the nine hole. I made this number seven in favor of Indianapolis. It opened up seven and a half. And then the Carson Wentz COVID news surfaced. And this line crashed all the way down to Colts minus one and a half. But it didn't really last long. It seems the market was feeling that Wentz was going to play. And sure enough, as of Saturday morning, he has cleared pro, uh, COVID protocol. And we've seen this line go back up. Currently, the Colts are favored by eight points with a total of 45 with all the uncertainty during the week, James, were you able to make a move on this one? No, I've been looking at this, and I haven't done anything with it yet. I'm not sure if I will, thinking about just from the COVID standpoint. Now, I think, Brady, for me, it's always throughout the week looking at open up a couple different apps and looking at both the practice report as well as the injury report. And now over the last few weeks, they also have a COVID report. So now I have three active pages that I have to go to each and every day and throughout the day, especially with the COVID piece, because that's the one that's most difficult. We know the NFL just changed this past week. They have changed their protocols depending on whether you were vaccinated or not. Before it was an automatic 10 days if you were not. Now it's five days and you still have to pass through the testing piece, but they've they've cut that time frame in half. So it's really per, per, prudent on us as handicappers. We've got to find out so you whether they're going to be active or not. And so you, you mentioned Carson once. Yes, he did pass. He was activated today. Still has to go through on Sunday and pass the actual test in the COVID, the last piece of the COVID protocol. But suspecting that he will, that's where that number is moved. We saw that number jump all over the place early in the week. But also on the other side, the Raiders had their own share of some COVID issues. And just looking up now, I was really concerned with what was it going to look like at the linebacker position for the Raiders. We know what the Colts are. They're getting healthier on the offensive line. Not the same team that we saw a week ago in Arizona when they were missing the interior of their offensive line with three starters there. Well, they're going to get majority of their team back are the Colts. Rushing the football is their, it really, that's their bread and butter over the last second half of the season, pounding the football with Jonathan Taylor. And the Raiders, not a good run defense by any means, but when you have Denzel Perryman in the middle of that defense, he was instrumental against that run defense that running game of the Denver Broncos last week in that low-scoring win at home there in Las Vegas. Well, Denzel Perryman, as of now, has been activated onto that Raiders roster along with his linebacker teammate, Corey Littleton. To me, that was a big piece here if I was going to get involved with the Raiders in any capacity with that number sitting at eight. Perryman was all over the field. He leads the team in tackles by far. He is instrumental both in the run game as well as he's very active in there in pass coverage as well. So maybe I might lean towards the Raiders. The Raiders still have a shot to be able to fight, and they need help, obviously, but they need to to win out and get some help along the way to be able to make one of those last remaining wild card spots in the AFC. Might actually lean toward the Raiders here if I can. If we're sitting here plus eight, but as of right now, I'm going to wait until we get closer to kick up because there's still too many players on both of this side, but mostly the Raiders side to look at do I want to get involved until I know clearly who is all going to be available for this kickoff. Yeah, Perriman was a huge piece, and you're right. He was on the COVID list earlier this week. The Raiders, the offense hasn't been that great either. They've scored 17 or fewer points in seven of their last eight games. Now, prior to last week when Denver inexplicably ran the ball for just 18 yards, the Raiders were 25th in the league 
in defending the run. The Indianapolis Colts, we know that is the strength of their offense. They are 9-0 and straight up when Jonathan Taylor runs for 100 yards or more. In the eight games since their bye week, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has eight touchdown passes, seven interceptions, and five fumbles. I, I'm with you. If Perryman's in the lineup, it makes a big difference. I don't like laying big points with Carson Wentz. I don't think they have a great record as a home favorite, but I did tease the Colts down earlier in the week. I teased them to as low as Pickham and also minus one. I think they can win the game uh, just rushing the ball against that weak run defense for the Raiders. The Giants are at the Bears. These two teams have been eliminated from the playoffs. The 5-10 and 10 Bears hosting the 4-11 and 11 New York Giants. Supposed to be cold, windy, and maybe even some snow at Soldier Field for this game. We might get three or four different quarterbacks in this game as well. It looks like Mike Glennon will get the start for New York, but uh, it is believed that Jake Fromm will also get some snaps for the Giants, and then likely Andy Dalton will do the majority of the work for the Chicago Bears. I made this number three and a half in favor of the Bears, James, and it opened up six and a half. I was pretty surprised to see the Bears uh, that big of a favorite over anybody. And my deeper number crunches came to the Giants both as favorites by one point. Now, as it stands now, Chicago's laying six with a total of 36 and a half. It smells like an ugly game, James. Are you going to get involved? I don't know, thinking about how ugly that is. Based on where the total is, I, I'm looking at it now. I see some six-and-a-halves in favor of the Bears and 36-and-a-half at a couple books out here in Colorado, Brady. I mean, we're getting down to, uh, I mean, these are some peewee-level totals in this game that we're thinking about. When we know that all the rules are favored in, in favor of the offense, in particular for the passing game, but looking at this number here in favor of the Bears, they have been pretty competitive, had a big win on the road last week at Seattle as roughly a, a touchdown underdog in that matchup. But, yeah, with the Giants, without Daniel Jones in the lineup, and it's weird to think this, right, as, as, as for Daniel Jones' sake here, how much criticism he's faced since becoming the, the quarterback for the Giants when he was drafted to number one a few years ago. So far, since he's been out of the lineup with that neck injury, the Giants are 0-4. It's been a, a just a, a disaster in the passing game, regardless of who's at the quarterback position between Glennon and or Jake Fromm. Glennon has thrown eight interceptions so far this season. Jake Fromm, he's thrown for just 107 yards on 29 pass attempts. I mean, this is it's just been ugly since they've had to come in and, and try to do anything offensively. They've only averaged 12 points per game offensively in those four losses. And three of those touchdowns, mind you, Brady, they've scored four, four TDs in those four losses. Three of those touchdowns came late in the fourth quarter of a couple garbage time blowout losses to both the Eagles and the Chargers. So where the, who's going to put points on the board for the Giants? I'm not sure where that's going to go here. This is a really kind of a high number. I wanted to go with the Giants, but then I looked at that third application. I'm looking at the injury list. I'm looking at the the practice pro practice report and then I look at the COVID list and as of what I'm looking at right now for the Giants there are 21 player 21 players on the and uh, in injured reserve and there's a number of players on this COVID list due to due, that are questionable at this point I just don't know who's going to be able to play I don't know who's going to be able to score I get where that total is might want to even lean towards the under you mentioned the weather it's going to be ugly weather there it's going to be really cold I'm not sure who's going to want to get out there and play but to that standpoint the problem I have with that is the Giants could easily turn the football over in the passing game Game, whether it's Glennon or Fromm throwing the football, leading to some short fields for the Chicago Bears to be able to put some points on the board, this is probably going to be a stay-away game for me. 
Yeah, I really wanted to bet the Giants. I went over all my numbers there. You know, I made Chicago a three and a half point favorite. My other number crunches basically made this a pick 'em game, but uh, I could not get there with the Giants either. And it most of all has to do with their quarterback play, as you alluded to there, James. Uh, Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. I thought Jake Fromm would be an improvement, but but he was maybe worse than Mike Glennon, who who's just been horrific. But the offense is just not able to move at all for the New York Giants. And as bad as the Chicago Bears are, I mean, it was awful in that game a couple weeks ago uh, against the Vikings when they just could not convert in the red zone. Then they go up there in Seattle and win that one. I felt that was probably a buy low spot on Chicago, but uh, I'm certainly not going to lay points with them here. Six and a half I felt was crazy, but again, this New York Giants team, I, I just don't have the faith where I can take the points with them either. It ought to be an ugly one with that weather uh, and these two teams going at it. Nine wins combined between the Bears and the New York Giants. We will roll on with our continued breakdowns of Week 17 in the NFL. Just getting started here on the Pro Football Blitz. We'll be right back. Stick with us. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for a PlayCard Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification, terms and costs apply. Card issued by Medibank NA. Member FDIC, Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. James, I think uh, we've got a lean, the slightest of leans for the Raiders, although I did tease uh, the Colts basically to just win the game and maybe a slight lean to the Giants and that ugly one in Chicago. Let's get started here with the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're in the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets. New York got win number four of the season last week in beating Jacksonville, and the Buccaneers clinched their division with a blowout over Carolina. This is the second straight home game for the Jets and the second straight on the road for Tampa. I made this number 16 in favor of the Bucs. It opened 13.5 and, and pretty much has been there all week. My deeper numbers come to 20.5 on Tampa Bay and also 13.5. Now, right now, we're pretty much, again, at that number where we've been all week. Buccaneers minus 13.5 with a total 
of 45 and a half. I think it's a tough one to call. Obviously, it's a big number, but can you back the New York Jets? Tampa Bay, pretty banged up injury-wise and with COVID issues. What do you think, James? Backing the Jets here, sitting at 13 and a half, playing at home. I mean, thinking about this defense, I think that's where it comes down to. Even though we know for the Bucks and Tom Brady that that offense has a number of injuries to it, Leonard Fournette in the backfield, who had really be coming, been coming on not only rushing the football, was, but became Brady really a, a, a not even a check down valve to, to dump it off to, but really a, a lot of uh, – really a lot of designed offense with Fournette and the passing game. So not having him in there has really hurt some of their passing attack as well as Gronkowski. And we already know the, the laundry list of injuries as well as a number of COVID players for on both sides of the football for the Bucks here. They're like, all right, do we want to get there with the Jets? You know the Jets are going to be excited to come play. You're playing at home against the defending Super Bowl champions. You're going to get the give the Bucks your best shot, but – just thinking about this defense for the Jets, they, I mean, you want to look at numbers. They rank last in nearly every single category you can find when it comes to defense. The secondary can't stop anybody, and that's where I might be going with this. I was looking at a couple things here. I'm not going to lay it with the Bucks, and I'm not going to take it with the Jets, and I don't want to get involved with this total because I'm not sure what we're going to see out of the Jets offensively. Can they put anything, can they put any points on the board in this contest? Even if the Bucks kind of just go through the motions, which they might, and that's probably why I'll do stay away from the side on either of these with either of these teams but thinking about this from the Bucks perspective you know two weeks to go they're not going to get that number one seed they'd have to have a lot of things fall their way for them to get that number one seed here I'm just curious could this be because of the injuries and the COVID situation with the Buccaneers could this be treated as their last regular season game in a sense for Tom Brady now I don't know if this record matters to him or not Sometimes we, you know, he's all about winning, but I know he likes to try to set every single record that's out there for quarterbacks in the history of this game. There is one, there is one record out there that maybe or maybe not it's important to him. But if he, he right now Brady is sitting at 37 touchdown passes on the season. With three more touchdown passes this year, he will tie Drew Brees as the only quarterback to go back to back seasons with 40 plus touchdowns. I'm not sure if that's something for him to want to get after, but I know that Tom Brady's always looking for ways to keep himself and his teammates motivated. If that's the case and they don't get to that number one seed, basically if Green Bay wins on Sunday night football, which they probably will with Kirk Cousins' situation with COVID right now, is this the game, especially against that really weak secondary for the New York Jets, is this the game that he throws three touchdowns to get into that record book along there with Drew Brees Right now, his TD prop is out there at two and a half touchdown throws in this game over the over that total at plus 135. That might be something. That's something I'm considering right now and thinking about. I haven't played it right now, but I think, Brady, that's probably the only way that I'll get involved in this game. Yeah, I like it. I think that's good analysis, and you're right. Uh, you know, it was kind of like Michael Jordan when we watched that The Last Dance when we were all sitting there on our couches in quarantine uh, he always found something to motivate him, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady's aware of that. Todd Bowles has a little something that might motivate him as well. The Tampa Bay defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, he was the head coach for the Jets for four years before being let go, and this is his first chance to go against his old squad uh, since rejoining Bruce Arians with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Atlanta Falcons are at 7-8, and eight, and James, they are not out of the playoff hunt yet. They're currently the nine seed 
in the NFC, but it's a tall order today, however, in Orchard Park as they face the Buffalo Bills and they are two touchdown underdogs. Um, here's who Atlanta's uh, wins have come against, the seven wins this season. The Giants, the Jets, Dolphins, Saints, Jaguars, Panthers, and Lions. Those teams combined have an average of four and a half wins on the entire season. And this is a dome team going to play in what looks to be another brutal storm there in Buffalo. A lot of snow and wind. Now, it's not going to be as brutal as that Monday night game against the Patriots, but certainly probably a little bit uncomfortable for Matt Ryan and company. I made the number 14, James. It opened 14 and a half. My stats dive spits out Buffalo minus 16 and a half and Buffalo minus nine. Currently, the Bills are favored by 14 and a half, a lower total with the weather, 44 and a half. Are you getting involved in this one? Now, I haven't done that yet, but I was thinking about it. You mentioned the weather, and it's obviously it's it's January in Buffalo. We know that brings ugly weather up there for football, but in this case, the Bills are used to playing in that weather, and you mentioned the cold as well as some wind. Wind's not going to be too bad, but it is called for a lot of fog there, so visibility is going to be challenging, and I think that's what's been the challenge for Matt Ryan all season, his visibility to actually find any receivers down the field to make some throws and make some plays. He's just played so conservatively all season long. And in particular, thinking about the, the last few weeks that he's played, just three touchdown passes, which is fine, over four games with no interceptions. So basically, he's just checking down and dumping the ball off and or just taking the sack and getting rid of the football. So he's going to be facing a Bills defense on Sunday that has grabbed 19 interceptions this season. We know that secondary, even though they are missing Tredavious White, this is still a really good defense, a very good secondary here. Looking at this total, and maybe that's the total where I might look to play the under. I'm not sure yet. I can't get I, – I don't know how the Falcons are going to put any points on the board here. I was looking at maybe a team total for the Falcons. The best I could find was under 16.5, but it was juiced a little too high for me sitting around $1.40. So I didn't want to get involved there. I haven't seen any player props yet. That's one of the things here too, Brady. Because of all these COVID issues, we're not seeing the market get out in front of player props so a lot of times until closer to, to game day on Sunday. So no player props here, but that's what I'm going to be looking for. I think visibility is obviously going to be potentially an issue there for the Bills, more so with the Falcons and Matt Ryan, who's checking down. I'll be looking at Matt Ryan's player props, whether it be TD passes, interceptions, potentially, even though he hasn't thrown one over the last four weeks. I think the Bills can find their way to get one of those as well. As I just think it's going to be a struggle for Atlanta to score points. So maybe the team total under, maybe collectively the total under. My only concern with the collective total is can the Bills, the Bills are going to be able to find their way into the end zone here. That's my concern here. So it's going to be unders, unders, unders if I get involved in any capacity in this game. Well, you know what's interesting? You talk about the visibility, and you would think maybe that would lend itself to the Bills leaning on their running game, and that's probably the weakest part of their offense. They did pretty well with the running game against New England last week, um, but their running game has not been uh, the big highlight of their offense all season. Uh, but if the uh, passing game is what they're going to go with, despite the visibility, uh, Josh Allen should have all the time in the world to throw. James, the Atlanta Falcons are very worst in the league at 32nd in how many sacks they get of opposing quarterbacks, just over one per game. And conversely, the Buffalo Bills are second in the league in protecting their quarterback in the number of sacks that they allow on Josh, uh, on Josh Allen. So 
he should have all kinds of time back there, uh, no matter about how bad the visibility is. He might be able to find a receiver with all day to throw. Of course, Buffalo, they have been a bully on be on bad teams, sub, uh, sub 500 teams the past three seasons. They're 25, 21 and five straight up. 17 8 and 1 against the spread against such teams also including 7 and 2 straight up against the spread against those teams this year. However, they are only 4 and 3 straight up and against the spread as a home favorite this season. It's interesting, Buffalo after playing New England, 6 and 3 straight up and against the spread including 2 and 0 oh straight up and against the spread after a win. The week following each of their two wins over New England last season, the Bills scored 44 and 56 points. You would think after a win over New England, it would be a letdown spot. Maybe not for the Bills, but maybe it is. Teams that upset Bill Belichick in Foxborough, 0-4 straight up and against the spread in their next contest. So uh, some conflicting t- uh, trends there for the Buffalo Bills. But uh, what do you think about that with the sacks and uh, Atlanta's inability to get after the quarterback and Buffalo doing so well at protecting Josh Allen? Do you think they will go to the passing game, James, despite the limited visibility? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're putting themselves in a place where they know now they've went out, they win the AFC East as well as get themselves geared up. There was a lot of pressure on this team as one of the favorites in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. They want to start to build that momentum and start playing playoff caliber, playoff caliber game, just like they did last week against the Patriots. Yeah, it's going to be the bills or nothing for me and the under when it comes to any Falcons props. All right. Next up game show time. Consider it, book it or drop it right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to play our favorite game show. Consider it, book it, or drop it. So this is the 17th week of our game here, and I will read a stat sheet. James will try and guess who the mystery team or mystery player is. I will reveal the answer, and then we'll decide if we want to consider book or drop making a bet on it. And this particular week, we will go to teams to win the conference, Mr. Salinas. And I will start with team number one here. They are in first place in their division. Their record is just nine and six, but they are currently in first place, and they have two easy home games left on their schedule to lock up the division. A lot would need to go wrong for this team to secure the number one seed in the AFC, but they should be able to get a home playoff game with the division title. Their offense ranks third in scoring at over 20, uh, 28 points per game, and their defense ranks third as well only allowing about 17 and a half points per game. This team's odds to win the conference, they are currently at plus 350. Two easy home games to finish. Buffalo Bills. You got it. The team Atlanta we were just talking Jets. about. Yeah, the yeah, yeah they doesn't get any the, doesn't no doesn't get a, much easier to finish up at home with the uh, with the Falcons and the Jets. Thinking about where the Bills are. That's yeah, how big that it, Patriots win was, right? Because you got over absolutely. that hump. Now you got the Falcons and the Jets to finish up. 
Yeah, it's just a matter of you're not going to have they're not going to have home or be the number one seed in this case here. Although they'd be able to treat that, so which means you're not going to get the buy. The only team that's going to get that first round buy is going to be that number one seed. But in this case here, with the Bills being able to play at home against the Jets, they can probably they'll probably treat that game as a buy and get get healthy and get their mind right rolling into the first round of the playoffs in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, we got to consider it. The Bills, there's plenty of talent on there. I think we've seen Josh Allen, the diff- the, the the growth and maturity, went through some stumbles midseason, but I think the growth and maturity that we've seen from last year throughout last year, how he just really accelerated his his progress as far as a, uh, not only his ability to pass the football and, and make good reads, but I, I think just seeing his leadership out there on the field. What really impressed me, I think a few weeks back, was the loss that the Bills had in Tampa Bay, but the way that Josh Allen competed in that second half, I mean, they had, they had, they, they gave Tampa all they wanted and really were very, Tampa was really fortunate to win the game the way that they did in overtime in that matchup, but it was really on Josh Allen, who was going with a banged up foot in that contest too, that he hurt early in that first half. We definitely have to consider it here, but I think it's going to be a challenge to have to navigate through the AFC, considering you're not even going to have one bye round in the, in the playoffs. Well, it's interesting. The Indianapolis Colts really put a whooping on the Buffalo Bills earlier this year. They could possibly meet up, but then the Buffalo Bills also went into Arrowhead and really uh, banged up the Kansas City Chiefs earlier this year. So, you know, they've got that notch in their belt. Um, I I would consider it as well. I I really do believe in this Bills team. Uh, They were kind of a little bit of a fade for me early in the season because they reached such peaks last year uh but like you said that second half of that tampa bay game that looked like a real turnaround for this team they absolutely look like a full-blown contender at this point all right team number two uh clinching their division already this team is uh trying to get the number one seed in the nfc it is a long shot at this point uh they are at 11 and four two easy games left on their schedule as well one on the road and one at home uh this team has improved from last year which is scary to say they're scoring over 29 points a game their defense ranks ninth Uh, allowing just under 21 points per game. This team's odds to win their conference also, James, at plus 350. We're talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, indeed, the defending Super Bowl champs. They're going to make it two trips in a row? Yeah. I just think with that roster, the state of the roster, where it is right now, I know they're talking about nobody is really lost for the season, but they're really beat up on both sides of the football. The playmakers on the offensive side, and then defensively, a number of players, the, the, the secondary's been beat up all season long, but you have some injuries to the linebacking core as well. And they're not really deep on that defensive line. We were just talking about the Bills and how Josh Allen was really able in that second half comeback just wore down that defense in the second half because of the lack of depth, some of that due to injury, but also up front, it is very stout. And we know that's going to be a team that's very stout against the run. There's a lot of veterans on this team and it's a championship ball club and you're going against him, Tom Brady. Do we want to bet against Tom Brady? And we saw that last year that they went on the road. They had to go to Green Bay to to make it to the Super Bowl and win on the road in the NFC championship game. Kind of smells like that's what this feels like to me again, that Tampa Bay not going to have that number one seed that'll end up going through Lambeau again and does Tampa Bay have the personnel they have the the mental toughness to do it they've been there and done that you have Tom Brady on your side but it just has been kind of this up and down season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I know they said at 11 and 4 it's hard to say up and down season when you're talking about a team that's sitting where they are at 11 and 4 but if 
beneficiary of a really weak division within that that, that they've had to play and I, I mean you got to consider it it's Tom Brady right Brady it's Tom Brady you got to consider that but I don't think I'm ready to book it no, I'm not ready to book it, but I do like the price. I, I think press, uh, plus 350 is not a bad number on a team that obviously the defending Super Bowl champ, like you say, Tom Brady. And if they are able to get everybody healthy, maybe it's not such a bad thing that some of these guys have been out the last few weeks. If they return to health for the postseason, uh, they could be as strong as ever. And you remember last year, James, that defense really kind of gelled down the stretch and they were absolutely peaking at the right time. I don't think plus 350 is a bad number on the Bucks to return to the Super Bowl and win the NFC. Uh, all right, team number three here, also clinching their division. They look to keep their number one seed uh, and get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and, of course, that bye week. Uh, they've got two divisional opponents left on their schedule. They looked ahead to the Super Bowl after missing out by one game last year. Their offense ranks 13th in scoring at 25.5 points per game. Their defense is also 13th, allowing about 21.5 points per game. This team's odds to win the conference at two to one. Are we talking about Green Bay? Green Bay Packers, indeed, the short shot in the NFC. They're only scoring. Wow, well, it's interesting you said that they only, they're well, scoring 25 and a half points, that's not something you say only, but thinking about where they're at, I kind of, I'm surprised. I thought they were doing, felt like they've been just rolling through everybody that they've been playing sitting at 12 and three, but I think it is such a benefit for Green Bay to play at home in January, and and we know what the weather looks like there and, and the fact that this is a team that has also gone through its share of injury, like every team this deep into the season. But there are some key players on that team that there's grumblings about them coming back. Zedarius Smith is one. Best pass rusher, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Basically has not played all season long. I think he's going to be, coming, be able to come back for the playoffs. Now, a bit, a bit, a bit of rust, but he's going to have fresh legs as well as their, their all-pro corner, Jair Alexander, will probably be back for the playoffs. So this is a team that's been rolling through, sitting at 12-3, and three, and then getting some key players on the defensive side coming back to this matchup. And I think this is going to be a team that is going to be hungry considering where they were and how they lost out in the NFC Championship game to the Buccaneers. And then Aaron Rodgers, even with the foot injury that he's suffered through, he's been playing incredibly well at as high a level as we've ever seen him play. Uh, definitely consider it. I'm, I'm, def I'm leaning more towards booking it than considering it. I tell you what, I, I'm more towards dropping it, really. I, I don't like the price at just two to one. And if you look at the stats, this team, you know, they really do not rank as high as some of their competitors, the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about it here on the breakdown. They're 13th in scoring, 13th on defense. Um, I, I just don't know. And, and these, this team, James, too, they're winning games by the skin of their teeth o over the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns last week. They very easily could have lost that game. Of course, the the phantom, the no call there on a pass interference to end the game. I, I don't know if I'm totally sold on the Packers, as impressive as they have looked at times and as their record is. Uh, team number four here. The uh, AFC West has been locked up by this team for the sixth year in a row. With a win this week, they will put themselves in prime position to head back to the Super Bowl. Their offense is fourth in scoring at over 28 points per game. Their defense is fifth. That's really an improvement for this team, allowing just over 20 points per game. Their odds to win the conference less than 2-1 to one at plus 175. 
That would be Kansas City Chiefs. I'll consider it, but I won't book it. That price is way too short, Brady. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you, my friend. Uh, and, and I don't know if I can trust this team either. We've seen that defense come around. We've seen them turn their turnover differential around. Everything has been changed since the first six or seven games of the season. Uh, but I don't know if I'm ready to uh, book a bet on the Kansas City Chiefs just yet either. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, and Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Peterson and many more. They're all for free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Pro Football Blitz, and in hour number two, we kick off with Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson from Circus Sports. We reveal the contest picks for both Circus Survivor and the Circa Millions right here on vcin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off of a VSN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today and you'll get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl game betting guide covering every bowl game. It's all for $39, vcin.com slash subscribe. An NFC East division tilt, two teams that are still alive for the playoffs, one more so than the other, and that would be the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the seventh seed at 8-7, and seven, the Washington football team playing host today in Landover, Maryland. They're at 6-9 and nine and currently in the 11-hole. The Eagles coming off of a dominant performance over the Giants. Washington was whitewashed last Sunday night in Big D by the Cowboys, 56-14. to 14. And, James, the game wasn't that close. 
<laughs> I made the line six in favor of the road team Eagles, and it opened up five, but it was quickly bet down toward the Washington side. My alternate numbers came to Philly minus 10 and Philly minus eight and a half. The consensus number right now is the Eagles minus four and a half with a total of 44 and a half. And I think you could argue that after that loss on Sunday night, it looks like a possible buy low spot on Washington. But James, with the news that running back Antonio Gibson and also offensive tackle Eric Flowers are now on the COVID list, I really prefer the road favorite here. Kind of do too, thinking about how where Philly's been and the transformation that we've seen with this offense since that mid midseason loss there in Las Vegas to the Raiders. The last eight games since then, we've seen a complete shift in the identity of this football team. This is a team now of completely run-first offense, and it's no more Jalen Hurts sitting back and getting a quick read and then tucking the ball and running the football, dropping back to pass, and then having to scramble and make plays with his feet. That is a, it's so much read option, the RPO piece, the zone reads that they're running, and they've been very deep at the running back position. I think that's the concern for me here. We've seen over the last eight games that Philly has changed that offense to be a run-first team. They've averaged over 200 yards rushing in those last eight games, and they've gone 6-2 and two during that stretch. So obviously there's a – if it's not broke, don't try to fix it now because you are making that happen because really you start to wear these teams down on the defensive side of the football when you commit to rushing the football the way they have. We saw that last week ugly first half in that game against the Giants, 3-3 at the half, but then second half, Philadelphia continuing to pound the football and then the ineptitude of the Giants offense to be able to move the football in the air really just wore them down in that second half to a blowout win for the Eagles. But they are a little banged up in this in the backfield. Now, it hasn't been a deep backfield for the Eagles, but Miles Sanders is going to be out for this game with his hand injury. Then Jordan Howard is questionable with the next stinger as well. So you're going to have to go further down the depth chart there with that running game for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I look on the other side here with the Washington football team. I mean, after that debacle against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, you've got to figure that this is a team that is angry and embarrassed from that performance last week that they showed out on prime time. And maybe this is a, a point here where maybe I'll get involved as the game progresses. We saw Philadelphia get off to a slow start last week against the Giants. They were a big favorite in that matchup. You get involved in-game or at a halftime line, get a much better number from that perspective. I think we'll see the effort from the Washington football team, just from the competitive pride standpoint, you got to suspect that here coming back home, not only because of how they performed against Dallas on Sunday night last week, but also they just lost to this Philadelphia Eagle game team two weeks ago on that makeshift Tuesday night game because of COVID issues. But I think Washington, because of the COVID issues that we've seen, you mentioned Antonio Gibson on the offensive side, rushing the football as well as catching the ball out of the backfield. I think this is just there's injuries on that defensive front as well for the Washington football team. I think over the course of four quarters, they'll start to get worn down. I just think to start the game, this is going to be an angry football team that we'll see step out on the field for Washington. So probably not going to get involved at the kickoff. I'll be looking more so maybe a better in-game price on Philadelphia. Yeah, maybe Washington first half. I just don't know if they will have the horses to maintain it for 60 minutes. And they are pretty good against the run. Washington ranks eighth in the NFL in defending the rush. But if they force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball, we know they can't get off the field on third down. They're 31st in the NFL, allowing 
allowing teams to convert on third down over 50% of the time. And if Hurst wants to throw the ball, he'll be going up against a team that ranks 31st in defensive passer rating. They also give up almost almost six yards per play on defense. They are uh, 29th on defense and giving up yards per play at 5.9 yards per clip. Um, Washington head coach Ron Rivera, 5-3 and three straight up. You talk about them being angry after a uh, ugly loss. 5-3 and three straight up, James, 6-2 and two against the spread in his head coaching career after a loss in which his team allowed 40 or more points. So they do bounce back after an embarrassing, uh, embarrassing loss like that. However, in the three games against the Eagles, and you talked about the last one on that Tuesday night, His team has gained 239, 248, and 237 total yards. Washington has tallied less than 300 yards of total offense in its last four games. They're also just 2-8 and against the spread in their last 10 division home games. So uh, an interesting twist there, you know, as far as looking at these stats and some of these trends, you know, I, I still lean towards the Eagles here, James. Yeah, I think thinking where that number is, and I'm looking at that number currently, and I see a lot of four and a halfs now in the market out here in Colorado in favor of the the Eagles. And, you know, this divisional games here where the Eagles going back on the road, you just beat this opponent less than, you know, technically less than than two weeks ago, even though it was two games ago. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little concerned with the Eagles going on the road, considering the fact that, yes, this has been a rushing team, and that's where they've been winning these football games. But being short now in that backfield with Miles Sanders out and Jordan Howard, I mean, he's really questionable, the player, not with the next thing, or I suspect if he does go, he's he's nowhere close to 100%, even if he does step out there on the field. That's my biggest concern here is this team now having to come back after a team that in the second half of that game really just wore them down The Washington, for Washington. I just feel like you mentioned it with Ron Rivera. Now, why is this team giving up as many points when they've talked about giving up 40-plus points in a game and how they've responded? But, yeah, there's this is it's still a divisional game. This is a Washington football team that – yeah, maybe technically they're still alive for the playoffs, but I think this is just professional pride that shows up at least for the first 30 minutes. So maybe that's a spot here in this first half to get involved. I just think I'll be looking more so at this Eagles in game because I just want to see what is the depth chart look like for this Philadelphia rushing game because we don't want to I don't want to see it. I don't want to have money on the Eagles laying at now four and a half to say, well, they they're short. They're short in the backfield. Washington did a good job of five man fronts and stuffing that run. It's going to come down to Hurts having to make some plays in the passing game to go and cover a number like that on the road. I don't want to lay that number on the road with the Philadelphia Eagles with the state of where their running game is with the, as far as the depth chart's concerned. The Kansas City Chiefs have won eight games in a row. They began the season at three and four, and they were minus nine in turnover differential. In the eight games or the eight wins that they have now reeled off in a row, they are plus 12 in turnover differential. They're at 11 and four. They've clinched the AFC West division for the sixth straight season. The Cincinnati Bengals, they are trying to clinch the AFC North for the first time since 2015, and they will do so with a win at home as four and a half point underdogs. 50 and a half is your total. Uh, rain and wind in the forecast for Cincinnati, Ohio, James. I made this line four and a half in favor of the Chiefs. Uh, my further look into the stats came up Chiefs minus three and Chiefs minus one. Cincinnati has allowed 20 points on defense on average over its last six games. Kansas City has surrendered just 13 points on average 
over its last six contests. We know both of these offenses can put up points, and the total will reflect that at 50 and a half. But I think this game's going to come down to, James, which defense can pull out the stops. Yeah, and you're thinking about the defense on the Chiefs' side. It's just a complete transformation over this eight-game winning streak that we've seen from Kansas City, some of the changes that they made with personnel moves, moving Chris Jones to the inside rather than the outside on the pass rush. He's more of a bull rusher inside that inside that A and B gap. He's been very effective and stayed healthy for the most part this season. And Thornhill coming in as the safety, starting safety and moving Sorensen out of the starting lineup. That's really precipitated the Chiefs with this transformation on the defensive side. But I think right now with Joe Burrow, the way that they're throwing the football, I think this is going to be an interesting game for both of these offenses coming into this matchup, thinking about where the Chiefs are, how much better they've performed because of that defense for the Chiefs on that side of the football, where Mahomes has thrown 15 touchdowns during that eight-game winning streak and just three interceptions. It was completely flip-flop for the most part. It seemed like he was throwing picks left and right, trying to force the ball and make big plays because of that defense. But here, I think Burrow, this feels like a game where we're going to see a lot lot of a lot of open passes down the field the Chiefs play a lot of cover too while they've been going through this streak and I think Burrow is an aggressive passer that will throw the ball and not afraid to make plays down the seams I like Joe Burrow's passing yardage to go over sitting at 280. All right very good another quarterback prop there for you Um, I think the Chiefs can win this game but five points feels like too many to me I'd be on the take here with Cincinnati a look at the contest next right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.